Balls out. What? Balls out. Sports Talk Radio. Guys, let it all hang out. Oh, don't tease me. And talk about sports and more. To listen, go to www.ballsoutsportstalk.com. Podcasts are available on iTunes. So come join the guys and let it all hang out. www.ballsoutsportstalk.com. Good morning. Balls out sports talk. And, um, I guess I'm going to have to do this solo. Uh, been contacting the legend and to no avail. Last contact with him. He sent me a picture of a couch. Uh, we, we have a game room going and I don't know if he was thinking about that game room, but, uh, he sends me this picture of a couch and looked okay, but I don't need a couch, but I didn't reply. And sometimes he gets really upset because I get texts. I was working and he get I get texts that say, answer me now. And they didn't. So what I'm hoping, because I've called him and it's gone straight to voicemail, what I'm hoping is nothing is uh, is wrong in Legends World, and um, you know we're just uh, we're just hoping that everything's okay, and maybe he will show up. I got him all set up here for uh, Balls Out Sports Talk. I've uh, done this one time before, and uh, it's still a uh, a job I'm uncomfortable with when I'm doing it by myself. But uh, I will try to pull it off and provide a show for us today. Uh, again, this show is really about nothing. We're prepared a tad. Uh, it's kind of what our world is every week. And we're we just kind of wing it. So um, we're going to start with uh, story of the week. I'm going to do story of the week here. So we have an Airbnb here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually have two stories today. The first story is a gal that shows up from Southern California, pretty well off, nice car. We have rules around the house, but um, she shows up and her son, I guess, is playing in some sort of jazz thing. He's an accomplished uh, saxophone player, I guess, and he's going to be practicing his sax, and we have no problem with that. We have three labs, and it's a, it's a, it's a good little environment. So she shows up, and uh, when uh, the miss and I drive up, she's parked in our driveway, which violates rule number one. You don't open the gate and park in our driveway. So I come in, and she's nice enough, but I said, um, that's not where you park. And she looks at me, and she goes, well, I have so much stuff to unload. I go, I'll help you unload it. So she uh, goes, can I just park in here? Well, this, this woman is unloading her house into our little one-bedroom Airbnb. And I'm like, for God's sakes, what the fuck are you bringing here? So she did a bunch of baking or everything like that. And Okay, I think nothing of it. Again, nice enough having a good conversation with her. And then she, I bring in her suitcases, and I'm just watching her. She brings in four heaters. And on Airbnb, if you're not familiar with it, you write reviews. And we have over, I believe we have over 300 stays at our place. And we register at about a 4.8, 4.9 on the reviews out of five. Well, there was one person who was happy, by the way, who said that one morning she woke up, and this is when we were having our little cold snap, and we have space heaters is what we have, but it heats the place. It's really small. That it was a little cold. So this woman brings in three personal heaters. And I'm like, what's going on with the personal heaters? She goes, well, my husband, my husband read a review where it was cold in there. I said, well, it was one review. There's over 300 of them in there. And 
there was only one review of people saying it was cold. So long story short, she brings in the heaters. Okay, so I help her out. And I think, okay, we have a great conversation. Again, nice person. So come into the house, and she's communicating through her husband who's emailing the lady of the house. And it goes one after the other after the other, complaint after complaint, complaining about knobs, complaining about... Um, the bed. We have a fold-out bed. Her 17-year-old son looks to be, be about six foot three. By the way, she told me that her, her husband played basketball at Cornell. And so she is uh, she's complaining about the bed not being comfortable. Why don't you have a mattress cover? Uh, we don't, I mean, we stay in a lot of Airbnbs. We stay in a lot of hotels. Sometimes there's not a mattress cover, but there were umpteen complaints. Not a lot of people stay in the fold-out bed. And I, I don't know about you. My brother used to invite me over to his house uh, up in Chico. I'd go visit. And I would only stay for a day because he had a fold-out bed too. And I, I have yet to come into a couch fold-out bed that didn't have a bar going through it. So it's uncomfortable. It just is. We, we don't falsely advertise on our Airbnb. Most people like it. Like I said, 4.8, 4.9 out of 5, pretty good for 300. You're not going to keep everybody happy. I run a business, so I'm not keeping everybody happy. So anyway, the next day she has another complaint, and I come up to her and I say, hey, you know, I really don't think this is working out. Can Is there any chance that you might be able to find a place? We'll refund you the money. And she looks at me and she says, well, you act like I'm complaining. Well, yeah, you are. You're fucking complaining every day. What's going on? This is the second day. I've never had this many complaints. Well, you're acting like I'm a big complainer. I never heard a word from her from the rest of the time she was here. She was only here for two more days, but never heard a word out of her. She was very upset with me. I can't even imagine what my review is going to be. I no clue on what that review is going to be. Uh, she is. Um, she was very unhappy. I... I call it personally because I'm from the northern region of California, and I also now reside here in the central region, the L.A. attitude. I mean, she obviously comes from a place of, you know, a little bit of money. She expected stuff. I, I'm just going to pawn it off, and I'll probably write in a review. I'm just pawning it off as probably a person where place was a little too small for what you needed. And um, not going not gonna to go any further with that one. So this leads me into my next uh, next guest who came in last night. And we're having some people over for uh, some pizza. We have a pizza oven in the back. So we're having a – and she comes and sits down. She's traveled all over the world, and she starts talking about um, the places she's been. They're from Vegas. And the uh, she'd been to South Korea, and she said she had to adapt. But she loves South Korea, but she had to adapt. But she used the, the, the buzzword for me. She goes, it's such a male-dominated – male-dominated country, which if you look at most countries, they're male-dominated. It's just the way it is. It's kind of the, I know it's going to come across as sexist, but it's kind of the, the way things are in most countries. I mean, we're, we're probably the least male-dominant because we've decided to feminize our men. So uh, we have a conversation, and she agreed with me. She said, yeah, you know, there's sexism both ways. I mean, as she was talking about interviewing a guy, and he was just, you know, the, he wasn't listening to her. But I said, well, or no, she was not interviewing. She was doing a speech or a presentation, and he was not listening. 
I said, well, do you think maybe a woman would have listened to you more? She goes, probably. Well, would it be sexist if she'd only listened to you and not a man? I mean, those were points brought up. But very nice guest. Um, hung out a little bit longer than I wanted as far as wh when we do these Airbnbs. I don't, I, they're, it's right in our backyard. But I tell them, if you don't need anything, you won't hear from me. That's the way I like it. Uh, so the reason why I told that story is because when I get back, I want to jump into this. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to tie into this gal and what she said and what she believes. She obviously came across as being pretty liberal. But what she believes uh, this world is and how it's getting all fucked up because of her people, her people being the liberal side. And uh, so I'm going to go to a quick break. And then when I get back, we'll jump right into it. And this has to deal with swimming. This has to deal with something that we have touched on a little bit. But we're going to touch on Leah Thomas. And Leah Thomas, if you don't know who she is or he is, I'm going to refer to her as he. It's a male uh, swimmer for Penn. So uh, when we get back, we'll start, uh, start right into uh, the Leah Thomas gig. This is Balls Out Sports Talk, and we're hoping maybe Legend uh, joins us. But if not, I'll try to carry it. Balls Out Sports Talk. Balls out sports talk. Um, we've got no uh, message from Legend. He's not listening as well. He didn't know that I was going to do this solo anyway. But like I said, hopefully everything's okay with Legend. Uh, so we're going to uh, get into this. Uh, I'm going to get into this. Leah Thomas. And it's it's been going. Uh, Buck and Clay have been really on this. Um, I mean, this is, this is going to be the demise of women's sports if this continues on. Now, from what I've heard too, the the swimmers for the University of Pennsylvania, who I have a very, very, very good friend whose daughter attended there and played soccer. The swimmers have been told not to comment on this and they've commented off the record. As a matter of fact, to the extent of, I think a couple have said, if they when they have children, they hope that they are boys so they don't have to deal with this. Leah Thomas swam on the University of Pennsylvania's men's team two years ago. He is a senior, and he is setting records like nobody's business in women's swimming in the Ivy League. I mean, she's, he, he's, if he competes for an Olympic, he's blowing doors on the next. When, when you talk, I, I, I used to work around a guy, a trainer by the name of Steve Sabonia. Fabulous trainer. He's trained my daughter, trained uh, Ethan, and he trained a lot of athletes. He trained a gal that played uh, softball at Fresno State. Her name escapes me right now. Trained her to learn how to push on the bobsled team. Fabulous trainer. But 
one of his specialties was swimmers. He had a lot of swimmers in. And when I had listened to these swimmers and you talk to them about their times and what their, what their goal is in the times, you're talking tap, tap. And that's what I mean, hit the wall, tap, tap, tenth of a second, three tenths of a second. I mean, it's incredible. You, you just sit there and you go, how are you going to do that? You know, you're, you're, you're trying to push and push and get faster, but you're faster is like a tenth of a second, two tenths of a second. That's what's going to push you over the top. The difference between the top person and the, the fourth person could be really, really tight. This guy is beating the Olympic swimmers, women swimmers right now, if you did their times over a second, over a second. He won a long event. I, and I'm not sure what the distance was. 1600. I, I have no idea. I'm not a, I'm not a big knowledgeable swimmer. I can name Mark Spitz, you know, a few other people. Um, but he, he won an event where he won the event by 32 seconds, 32 seconds. It was basically him halfway through the pool. And when he got to the when he got to the halfway stretch or the stretch, should I say half the pool stretch towards the finish line, all he had to do is reach the, the finish line. The swimmers were going the other way. That's how badly he was beating these women. It's, it's mind boggling that we're accepting it or some are accepting it. And of course, you, you look at academia and especially the Ivy League. I mean, they're as liberal as all get out. They're as woke as all get out. And it will be the demise of, of women's sports. There's, there's one sport that I sat there and watched in the Olympics, and some of you guys have watched it, I'm sure. But the one sport that I, I, I watch where I say, you know what, that, wouldn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Sport of curling. Sport of curling. And I, the, it, it takes all types, or it has all types. I'm watching the U.S. team. I don't know what the guy's name is. I don't know. He looks like he just, he looks like Meatloaf's brother. Or that he works in a garage. And he's got long hair. He's got a, like a trucker cap that says USA on it. And this guy must take yoga because that position where they roll the stone, it's called a stone, is hilarious to see this guy. And he's, he's into it. But curling would be a competition where I wouldn't think it would matter because it doesn't have anything to do with strength. But swimming, here's the ironic thing with this. Very, this you, can't, you cannot make this stuff up. There's a gal from Yale who identifies as a man, yet, yet, still swimming with the females, identifies as a man who's actually beaten Leah Thomas. Her name is Isaac Hennig. Identifies, continues to swim with the women, but identifies as a man. I, I, you, like I said, you can't make this up. Of course, if Isaac Hennig was in a pool with a bunch of, you could use high school male swimmers, she'd get her ass kicked. She would. She'd get her ass kicked. And people don't realize, too. I remember when the, um, U I remember the U.S. women's soccer team, we had so much going around it. And the, I, I don't even want to name her name, but the, 
the colored hair activist taking knees and stuff like that, who's no longer on the subway commercials, by the way, because people just got fed up with her. Um, that team, that national team, where they go, they're the best in the world. Uh, well, yeah, the best in the world if you're competing against women. They would play a 15-year-old high-level travel boys team, and they get their ass kicked. It's, it's just not – and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Expect it. It's like tennis, I've said over and over again. It's expected. When it becomes a sport that requires speed and strength, there's a distinct disadvantage when your chromosomes say that you are a woman. Leah Thomas's chromosomes say he's a man. They don't, it doesn't say, I don't care how you feel. It's not about how you feel. It's about what you are. If Leah Thomas was to drop dead, God forbid, and the body was decomposed, but they were able to take DNA, they would identify him as a man. It wouldn't say, well, you know, he felt like he was a woman. The DNA wouldn't say he felt like he was a woman. So seriously, seriously kicking ass with all that, with all the records, five individual records, five individual records. And then the best, the next best one, probably because she's loaded up with male hormones, is this Isaac Hennig. But that was the highest finish in Penn's history was finishing third because they had a man on their team in their history, finishing third in the pool. Thomas, Thomas set five individual records and smashed them. So, like I said, if we're going to get into this and they're going to start allowing them to, um, when I say them, that group of people that want to identify with whatever they want, you won't see a woman getting into powerlifting in the men's division. You won't see a woman uh, getting into wrestling, but you may see men going against women. I'm waiting in tennis. I mean, the U.S. Open payout for tennis for the women's side is the same as the men's. And I think uh, Sloan Stevens three years, four years ago, where she won the U.S. Open, she won $3.5 million. What guy is going to say, you know what? I can't make it on the men's tour. I'm ranked, you know, 650. I should just identify as a woman and blow through the women. What's going to stop them? I mean, what's going to stop them? And this is, this, is all, this is all part of the woke agenda, but this is also the enabling by liberals. It's the enabling by liberals. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, there's a male figure skater reading about it in couples. He's referring to himself as non-binary. Um, he's gay. I, I, I hate to say it. I don't, I don't think I've ever come across a male figure skater who was heterosexual. There may have been one, but Baja's listening. Baja says she needs to review the word complain. Yes. That was, that was probably for my Airbnb. And you're right. She does need to review the word complain. Um, but this is, this is getting out of hand. It will continue to get out of hand. And conservatives will sit back. They may not sit back. You know, I have a daughter. Uh, may not sit back and laugh when their kids are losing out to scholarships. Because women's sports, for the most part, for the most part, is amateur sports. That's where they excel. I mean, they, they get scholarships, they get college degrees, they go on to doing great things, and they've parlayed their athletic ability into that. But when that starts getting taken away, it starts getting taken away, good luck. 
Good luck. And it was all your own doing because sports has become woke. You look at ESPN, you look at all the, everybody's afraid to say stuff. I'm not afraid to say stuff on this show. Neither is legend. In fact, my, my hope is somebody tries to counsel us. That'll give us a little bit of needed publicity, but, um, it's, uh, it's getting out of hand. So, uh, when I get back, we're going to, uh, jump into the NFL. We got the NBA all-star game, which I'll talk a little bit about as well and uh some interesting things in the the football there are rumors i don't know if they're true or not rumors uh but uh we shall see it's uh balls out sports talk and this is the professor filling in also for the legend back to balls out sports talk uh hey real quick word from uh or a little bit from our sponsor no limit carpet and floor care 559-676-1131 uh carpet tile and grout upholstery he'll try to he'll try to clean anything it's got one of those machines try to clean anything so you know if you get a chance and you mention balls out sports talk he'll give you a discount uh he is uh, in the greater fresno area Great guy. Legend is always jealous of our relationship, but uh, hey, you know what? Screw you, Legend. This is exactly what uh, we all planned. So ball, uh, no limit carpet and floor care, low moisture 94 at gmail.com. One of our sponsors, proud sponsor too. Anyway, uh, before I run into uh, some of the other events in sports, which would be uh, NFL, NBA, um. I'm going to name a guy. His name is Daniel. I'm going to say Daniel because it is Daniel Medvedev. His name isn't Daniel. It's Daniel. Daniel. Aldolfskin, who's a Russian. He, uh, in the team, team speed skating, got in a time that beat the USA to the gold medal race. So I guess they run heats. He flipped the double birds. Crossing the finish line. Double birds. As an American. And, you know, this is near and dear to my heart. I love this country. The reason I love Donald Trump is because he was team first. Team first. Team first. USA. Team first. We have gotten away from that. We're giving trophies for non-performance. We're giving trophies for participating. We're no longer the competitive juggernaut, especially in winter sports. And, I mean, there are times where... Where we should, you know, there's some countries, obviously, where it snows year round, for God's sakes, you can ski anytime or what have you. But there's no reason why we shouldn't be the power. No reason at all. Because of our exceptionalism. That's right. I said it. Exceptionalism. The United States exceptionalism. We're losing that. So this guy, this Russian, not going to get into the Ukraine thing right now, but, you know, we got Russia 
bordering Ukraine. They, they, their, their coach made a half-ass apology for him, saying he's young. And uh, they're all about winning. Always have been. Greatest victory, greatest victory in United States history. You talk about the time that it occurred. You talk about uh, what was going on in our country, very similar to what's going on right now with inflation, gas prices. It's the United States 1980 Olympic hockey team at Lake Placid defeating the Russians. We won the gold medal. Had to win some matches after to win the gold medal. Beating the Russians, especially after doing an exhibition at Madison Square Garden and getting our asses kicked. Coming back, a bunch of young men, true amateur athletes, coming back and defeating the Russians. I mean, I can, I can, watch, um, I can watch the movie with Kurt Russell. Um, play, you know, playing Herb Brooks. It still brings tears to my eyes. It brings tears to my eyes to, to, to listen to his speeches, whether they're true or not. I don't care if it was. It, it, it was phenomenal. It's phenomenal when he walks in, those young men are looking at him before they go to uh, playing, playing the match against Russia. And he says, we play him 10 times, they're probably going to beat us nine, but not tonight. I mean, I love that. I mean, I shoot, I'm, I'm getting... Teary-eyed, just thinking about it right now. Very emotional. Love this country so much, and uh, I know Legend shares that. And uh, we're getting to the point where speed skaters now are giving us the double bird from Russia. Fuck Russia. Fuck Russia. we got to start going back to having an attitude that we are the leaders of the world. We are the protectors of the world as well. The other, the other countries don't want us to lose our edge. We're losing our edge right now because of shit like Leah Thomas and that bullshit that's going on because, uh, because somebody's going to get offended. We are soft. And, you know, thank you, Brandon, for uh, putting us in a position. Notice also, notice also that Russia and China didn't do shit when the mean tweeter, a.k.a. DJT45, was in office. Didn't do shit. He, they thought he was freaking crazy. Well, that's what I want. You know, we used to be a little saying like when you're when you're in a bar setting, the men are in a bar setting, when the baddest ass guy walks into the room, everybody knows it and there's no punches thrown. That that used to be the United States. Russia's Russia's trying to take that back. Why do they want the Ukraine? Well, I mean, you can Google search it. Google search the resources that are available in Ukraine. Very, very wealthy. You know, it's not about NATO. It's not about any of that shit. It's about the resources that are, that are residing in the Ukraine. Putin's not stupid. So anyway, I know that I, I go off on a tangent. This is a great thing about this fucking show is you just go off on a tangent. When we start, when we start talking about stuff, I start thinking about um, stuff like, you know, what does it represent to me that a, a Russian speed skater is throwing the double birds as they, he said he was just so happy. Bullshit. Bullshit. You're flipping us off. And you know what? If you're an American athlete and that doesn't piss you off, I, I don't know what will. Um, so football, 
there's I don't know how, how true it is. There's rumors floating around. Tom Brady went to uh, Sarah High in San Mateo, grew up a lifelong 49er fan. Joe Montana was his favorite quarterback. There's rumors that he may sign a one-year contract. And they're floating around. He may sign a one-year contract with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Being a Niner fan, wouldn't, well, I wouldn't care. You know, I, I, I think it'd be great, I guess. I don't know. Would, would he help out... Uh, Trey Lance, maybe, but uh, he he would like to end his. I mean, he's in. There was there, he didn't play this season. He didn't play this season like he didn't have anything left in the tank. I mean, God for God's sakes! I mean, the guy just keeps going. I don't know if it's that two gallons of water. By the way, Troy Aikman's starting to drink two gallons of water every day, carrying it around with them. I wonder if he's going to make a comeback. Maybe Troy Aikman will come back to the uh, Cowboys. Lord knows they may need a quarterback. But um, Tom Brady to the 49ers. Wow. I mean, that guy just retires and then comes back, retires and comes back. Yeah, he has enough money to live up there in the Bay Area. Not that I think he would. He might get a little, he might get chastised a little bit because he's a friend of Donald, Donald Trump's, but eh, who cares? So Tom Brady and then Jimmy G, who gets a lot of shit. Because I don't know, he didn't do some. I was looking it up as far as Super Bowl rings. He's been to three Super Bowls. One as a starter, two as a backup. But he's got two Super Bowl rings. He's he's probably got more rings than all the active quarterbacks today. Aaron Rodgers, as great as he's been, has only got one. Uh, you know, Mahomes only got one. I know we always look at well, who was starting. You know, yeah, he was he's riding on Brady's coattails. Yes, he was, but. Uh, you know, to think that all these guys, you know, they, they keep putting these predictions. I remember when Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl. What were they what were they saying? This guy's gonna win a ton. Well, well, ton. Patrick Mahomes has been to four championship games. He's got one. So uh interesting. It'll be an interesting uh trade season. I, you know. Where where's Jimmy G going? I, I've heard the Saints, they need a quarterback. I've heard other places. I've heard the Bucks as being a place. Uh, so we'll see. It'd be very, very interesting. It'd be interesting to see if uh, Jimmy G went to the Bucks and they end up getting to the championship game and possibly into a Super Bowl. Interesting to see. Here's another thing that intrigued me. Brian Flores has got this discrimination lawsuit against the NFL. You know, the NFL, the one that puts end racism in the end zones and has players putting whatever they want on their uh, on their helmets. And I got to be inundated with it. And uh, I, I still don't know where these wealthy athletes are feeling like there's so much racism going around. They can go wherever they want. And, and everybody in the United States can go wherever they want. They can do whatever they want. Uh, they're all wealthy. The NFL has created more wealthy black men on the planet than any other sport, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Baja, if you're listening, you can you can uh, tell me if I'm, I'm wrong. It's made up of 75% African Americans, which I don't like to use that term, but, you know, it, it appeases some people. And today I feel like being an appeaser. But here's, here's the Brian Flores thing that's ironic. Former Attorney General Loretta Lynch, Loretta Lynch, worked for the Obama administration. 
dirty. She is dirty. The NFL hires her as their lead attorney for the Brian Flores lawsuit. So, I mean, it's going to be, well, I, I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe they said, hey, we're going to hire somebody that, and you know what? She's just, what is she, a social justice warrior? Is she, why did she take that job? Why would she take that job as a black woman to go against a black man who's claiming discrimination? Oh, that's right, because they're going to pay her. They're going to fucking pay her big. Uh, from what I understand, Brian Flores does not have a case. I mean, Levy Smith was hired by Houston. And then, and then, my, then, then my question would really get into, the question I would get into with this NFL and these hirings and everything is, okay, you can't, you, you have to hire a certain amount, but how long do they get? And then when they, when they, if they fail, if they fail, which, you know, the, the owner is the one that can make that decision. They want to go in a different, if they fail, how long do you give them to fail? Because they're, they're comparing everything right now, whether it be, you know, a white coach. Well, he got to lose 20 games and he got to lose. He went three seasons and he went four. You know, I remember the days of, I mean, there's very few of them right now because there's so much movement, but the days where you could just count on people being the coaches of colleges, count on people being the coaches of NFL teams, major league teams, the whole bit, you know, it, 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 it was a long-term job, but now people get antsy. Um, it, they get antsy because I don't know, they want to win now or they don't see a long-term goal. I mean, Belichick, incredible run. Uh, but I go back to the days of like Hank Stram, Don Shula, John Madden had phenomenal success with the Raiders, but decided it was time to, to move on. And, you know, Tom Flores came in, eventually won a Super Bowl as well. But, you know, the, he said he's, you could count on him being there. Bear Bryant, John McKay from USC days. This guy's head. And, and now, I mean, you little water comes on the boat. <laughs> They're jumping because there's too much money to be made. College football, Riley over at USC leaving Oklahoma, what, $12 million a year? I mean, that's stupid money. Stupid money being thrown at guys. So uh, Brian Flores is claiming that he was discriminated against and because of the color of his skin. And the NFL hires Loretta Lynch to defend them against Brian Flores' claim. It's going to be fascinating. Get your popcorn. Uh, this is going to be interesting. And then I want to see these talking heads, Stephen A. Smith and all those people talking about racism and everything. Well, now you got to also uh, talk about, are you going to chastise Loretta Lynch that she's not black enough because she's not defending him? She's defending the NFL, the white supremacy uh league that they like to refer to it or the slave league i mean it's it's absolutely insane anyhow let's move on nba all-star game which i can honestly say i can't remember the last time i watched it cannot remember the last time i watched the nba all-star game one, because the score is usually 3,000 to 2,999 because they don't play defense. It's, I, I, don't, even, I, don't, I don't even watch the NBA. I, I, I used to be a, a Warrior fan. I remember as a kid on a black and white TV, my parents didn't have a lot of money and we had a black and white TV and a VCT tile um, cold uh, family room. 
with a vinyl couch. You can imagine, imagine how cold that place was. But I remember watching the Golden State Warriors beat the Washington Bullets, led by Wes Unseld. My favorite player was Rick Barry. Who hey, look Rick Barry up for God's sakes? That that guy was ridiculous. I I went to a Rick Barry uh, basketball camp up in Napa. Um, somebody sponsored me or something like that. I went up there and this guy blindfolded, shooting underhand, which he offered his services to a lot of players to shoot free throws. Blindfolded, twenty five in a row. Twenty five in a row, blindfolded, because it was all touch and feel. He offered Shaq because Shaq couldn't shoot a free throw for the life of him underhand. There, there's no way he was doing it. No way. He said, I just, I'm not shooting that way. So you'd rather miss. And Barry's an ass. I mean, Rick Barry was an ass. Did some kids that were pretty good. John Barry, Scooter Barry. They were good college players. But just a pompous ass. But still, you know, I, I, I loved Rick Barry. He, his vision on the court, his passing ability. But the All-Star game is in Cleveland. Uh, the East has got Embiid, Morant, Tatum, Wiggins, Young. The West has got Giannis, Kari, DeRozan, James, and Jokic. I, I'm looking at Luka Doncic's numbers, and he, they're off the charts. He, he's probably one of my favorite players. I mean, he's just look, reading about him and everything. Um, but the All-Star game has just become, oh, gosh, it's such a bore. It's a bunch of guys. You know, they don't compete. I remember listening to... Uh, I remember listening to Willie Mays talk about the uh, Major League All-Star game, and he said that, you know, this is, again, we're talking about longevity of being in a league, things you could count on, count on my players being on that team. That's my team. The Yankees were the Yankees. Giants had Mays, McCovey, and, you know, Juan Marichal. Uh, the Dodgers, you could always count on, you know, Maury Wills or what have you. You count on those guys being there. Very, very limited in movement. Now that's, again, they're going to talk about you know how people are always the owners were just you know they would they, they just kept you and they paid you peanuts anyway as far as the competition part goes May, willie mays would say we hated the american league when we did the all-star game i was getting four at bats this wasn't a buddy buddy system where i go over and i shake their hands I mean, we hated them so always trying to win this all-star game is a brotherly love fest guys hugging each other not competing. They don't play defense. Like I said, the scores are usually 3,000 to 2,999. You know, the, the winning team has a guy that makes it. Oh, he scored 75 points in an all-star game. It's ridiculous. Nobody's trying to win. It's like watching the uh, Pro Bowl in the NFL, it's, which is a flag football game. It's disgusting. I, I don't like that competition. You know, it's I'd wa rather watch the WNBA in a regular season game where they're actually trying to compete. But here's where the All-Star game became famous, I think, to the average fan or what have you. Michael Jordan. People would may disagree with me. Michael Jordan. And why? Why, why do you think I'm saying Michael Jordan? I'm giving it you a minute. Tell me, why do you think Michael Jordan? Because of the fucking slam dunk contest. Michael Jordan leaving from the free throw line. And this is like the evolution, the evolution of an event. So before I get into the evolution of an event, the winner this year was a guy by the name of Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks. He won the slam dunk contest. 
But what I'm saying on the evolution of the event, I remember as a kid going to the Cow Palace and seeing Evil Knievel, the great Evil Knievel, the great American Evil Knievel, jump a bunch of trucks. Most people went there to see him, see if he was even going to be able to do it. But jump a bunch of trucks on like a Harley Davidson or something, some heavy bike. It wasn't, you know, some light bike. Nowadays, watch what these kids are doing. Acrobatic. You can see the evolution of skateboarding. But the beginning, the evil Knievel of slam dunks. It's Michael Jordan. Not even close. Leaving from the free throw line. Everybody had that poster where he's just like absolutely flying through the air with the ball in hand. Incredible. But nowadays, I mean, it's getting crazy. These guys are putting on, you know, putting on capes. They're putting on, you know, and, and let's, let's not mistake. These guys are fine-tuned athletes that are 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", can flat out jump out of the gym and they're doing they're doing these slam dunk it, it, it's it really has become impressive slam dunk competition and then the three-point contest i mean i me personally again my personal opinion on this larry bird made that one legend's namesake larry bird three-pointer i mean that guy was incredible with the three-point contest and so I guess my point with the all-star game is I think people are, I think, you know, for me, I probably watch a slam dunk contest because it doesn't last very long or the three point contest because it doesn't last very long. I'll watch that. The NBA all-star game. I'll be doing other things, maybe hitting some tennis balls. Oh, Dr. J Vaha. You know, you got it. You make a great point there. Dr. J incredible. I don't know though. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't know if there was a slam dunk contest when Dr. J was uh, was playing in those all-star games. I could be wrong, and I would stand corrected. But I didn't watch Dr. J, and most people I talk to, uh, most people I talk to will will tell you Michael Jordan. So, you know, it's uh, the Carl Anthony of the Maver or no, the Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns. Everybody's got seven names nowadays. I don't. What is up with that? Why do? You, why do they have to have seven names? Hyphenated, hyphenated, hyphenated. Just give me your name, first and last. That's it. I don't need four names in between. It's like getting that. Um, it's like getting the fucking. What is it? Confirmation number, whatever it is. And they sit there and go, "Okay, I got a pen." And they list off like the whole alphabet plus twenty numbers. It's like really, <laughs> I'm gonna write all this down. Um, but he won the three point. Uh, when we get back, that's enough on the NBA All-Star Game. I, I think I talk more about the NBA than I would ever. When we get back, uh, I'm going to go ass wipe of the week, and we'll uh, also uh, go with some uh, some other uh, interesting things that occurred this week. Uh, this is Balls Out Sports Talk, and you are listening to The Professor. We're staying, still waiting for word from the legend. Hopefully everything's okay.
more fun than it should be legal i can't wait till the legend uh, gives me the critique because i will send this to him oh yes legend i will send this to you uh so i gotta you know what i, I gotta thank baja because he's been uh, engaged in the show and he pulls out the nba start or the aba started it with dr j aba aba had some pretty good players um, Artist Gilmore was one that comes to mind for the Kentucky Colonels and obviously uh, the great Dr. J. I think he was a New Jersey, correct me if I'm wrong, um, New Jersey Nets, Baja. But I'm, I'm going Baja could be the guy that's sitting in right now for uh, the, um, the great legend. But he's giving me, feeding me some information. He's my fact checker, maybe. Fact checker. Hey, I, we don't pay a lot here, Baja, but I can tell you I ran into somebody whose son is a fact checker for the Democratic Party. They pay that guy $300,000 a year to basically sit on a computer and promote lies. <laughs> you got to love that. God bless America. So anyway, asswipe of the week. If you're following what's going on right now in Canada, uh, and, and that is where the legend is from, but if you're following what's going on in Canada with the trucker convoy, God bless those men and women. Uh, the, the, the fearless leader there who is as woke as any MF could possibly be, Justin Trudeau, this guy is arresting these people now. Now, this is a, the, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, who is a pompous ass. I mean, definitely the French in him is taking over. He's a pompous ass, pompous ass person. He's woke. He's, I've, matter of fact, had to apologize for doing blackface. I had to apologize for it. He feels that uh, these, and, and this trucker convoy, by the way, is a nonviolent demonstration. Nonviolent. They raised so much money on GoFundMe. The GoFundMe fucking decided that they weren't even going to pass out that money. And if you, if you, people were donating money anonymously so they wouldn't get their, their personal businesses or livelihoods shut down. So that's where we've gone. This is where we gone, we've gone as a society. But Justin Trudeau is creating havoc on these people. And he supports Black Lives Matter, which, I don't know. Anybody out there know? Is that, is that a nonviolent group? Was there, I, I, I don't read of any, I don't read of any uh, truckers burning down buildings or destroying businesses. They're basically trying to make a point that it's enough is enough with this COVID. It's happening right now, too. It's happening on its way to Ohio. There is a trucker convoy going on here in the United States. Does anybody go to a grocery store and find out that there's just a little bit less of everything? That the prices are a little bit more? Heck, I, I have to, I, I have, for my business, I have to stop ordering a product because they need me to drive down to pick it up down in Southern California. Because it's too expensive, it doesn't even make sense to bring it here. Unless I order, you know, a thousand pallets. I don't need a thousand pallets. So Justin Trudeau is such an arrogant fuck. 
And, you know, Canada, you need to wake up. You got to start listening to your conservative party over there because they make sense. Don't talk about the science when you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. The data holds out. It holds out. What was misinformation? Misinformation was uh, if you got the vaccine, you would still you would not you would still spread it or get it. That would that used to be misinformation. You would get canceled for saying such words. It's true. Still getting it, still spreading it. They just they just lifted the. I think they did. That's what I was un, un, under the understanding of. They just lifted the mask mandates in California for certain areas. And if you're a business, you can do it. I mean, some of these fucking people have a lot to live for because, I mean, they're still walking around, walking around with masks, still jumping out of the way of people. I, I, I've listened to people saying that, well, I, I don't want to get the flu or the cold or anything anymore. I'm just going to wear this mask for the rest of my life. Well, be my fucking guest. Wear the mask for the... You know what? You should cover up that face. And then find out what happens when you deprive that area of your face of oxygen. Find out what happens there. It's going to be... I was telling the story last week of the... Um, telling the story last week of the... Uh, the uh, uh, what is it? The, uh, the dermatologist who basically deals in cock and balls. But deprive your face of oxygen wearing a mask for the rest of your fucking life and see what happens. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. There's gonna be a new word of ugly going. So they're gonna call it mask. Of course, it'll be called mask shaming. Oh my gosh, he's mask shaming. So anyway, so asswipe of the week, no other than Justin Trudeau, who's trying to ass, out asswipe our current president. Now I'm gonna go to hero of the week. And, let me tell you, this went viral. This man is a hero. A man by the name of Brian Echevarria from North Carolina getting in front of the school board. Getting in front of the school board there in North Carolina. I want to say it was uh, Charlotte, but I could be wrong. Maybe Greensville. Anyhow, uh, Brian Echevarria, a man of color who referred to his kids as pecan skin because they're mixed. Basically saying the parents are taking it back. We took it back for the, the masks. We're going to take it back for the CRT education. You guys are all full of shit. You're full of shit. You're telling my children that somehow they're oppressed because of the color of their skin. You're telling these white people that somehow they are the oppressors, and it's a bunch of bullshit. And he's been on, I think he's been on Fox News. Imagine that, because the others won't carry a man that speaks the truth. And... uh Brian is a very articulate. It, it reminds me of, uh, of Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Robinson, who went and gave that impassionate speech about gun ownership. And by the way, first black Lieutenant Governor of the state, great state of North Carolina. Um, yeah, Lieutenant Governor Robinson just gave it, gave it to these people on gun ownership. He parlayed that into getting a uh, political. He wasn't even into politics. All he wanted to do was, was express himself. This guy, Brian Echevarria, who's a uh, small business owner himself, uh, he's uh, he's really, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a superstar in the making. Good-looking guy, uh, which which matters, does matter. 
but very articulate in how he's uh, talking about us all coming together. He, he stated, and this really burns the left, really burns them. He stated, I am a black man who, or a mixed, who can go anywhere and do anything I want in this country because of this country. It's the truth. There's, there's no lie there. I, I work with a lot of different people, and I can tell you, and I've said this over and over again, we're all, we're all out, out motivated by the same thing, you know, creating a living for ourselves and our families, providing a roof. Uh, we, we don't sit there, and I, I don't sit there and see black people sitting on a curb going, oh, my gosh, uh, whitey is oppressed. I mean, I go into different places. I have this conversation because I, I really want to have real conversation. I don't care. I'm not worried about offending people. And it, it just, we're all, we're all striving. We're all Americans here. My people are Americans. Doesn't, doesn't matter with the color. You want to come here and be an American? God bless you, and I'm all for it. So Brian Echevarria is my hero. Maybe the hero for the rest of the year. I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to hearing more coming from this gentleman because this gentleman is on the rise and that that video he did went viral so as i stated earlier um or talked about earlier when i was talking about asswipe of the week uh there's a trucker convoy also happening here in america you know didn't weren't we told that the supply chain would be fixed because we're going to get people to work around the clock i mean has, has it been fixed I think this administration just says stuff. They just say things that, you know, and, and people ignore. I mean, is it fixed? I'm going to control, control inflation. Is it fixed? No. What are you doing? What are you doing to control inflation? You know, peppermint patty talking. Biden talking. If you can understand a damn word he's saying. If you ask him any tough question outside of what flavor ice cream, the freaking guy just, he gets all offensive. You promised a lot of shit and you're delivering on none. It's, it's incredible. But so we got a trucker convoy. So it's going to be interesting to see the sides that are taken. Sides we are taken with, uh, are, you, are you for the truckers and what they're standing for? They're standing for freedom. This, these are some hardworking people. Truckers, I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, they're delivering stuff. I have a buddy that delivers for, uh, for UPS. I mean, he's, he's doing long-haul stuff, and he's doing it mostly for, um, for some stuff he's been going through. But long-haul stuff, I mean, this guy comes out of Fresno and heads down to Houston, Texas, then back up around through Colorado, Arizona, all these. I mean, these guys are on the road. He has to go with two guys because, you know, one's sleeping while the other one's driving. And driving takes a lot out of your body. It really does. That position of sitting for long periods of time is not good for the spinal cord. So it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe we're going to pay the price, too, a little bit by seeing that uh, they aren't delivering anything. Um, but I'm all about freedom. I'm all about freedom in this country for everyone that is a member of this, this country. Um, for their freedom, freedom to speak, say what they want. I may not like what they say, but I don't want the fact that I don't like what they say. I don't want them to be canceled. 
We live in a constitutional republic. We don't live in a democracy. And I keep hear hearing that word getting thrown out. I've already thrown out by politicians, for God's sakes. We're a constitutional republic, so mob doesn't rule. That's the great, the great experiment by our founding fathers. So it's not just a mass, you know, everybody voted for this. I mean, because if you think about it, look, look at how elections are won by, look at how hard it is for uh, Republicans. It may not be coming up. I think there's some change, but look at how hard it is for Republicans to, to win elections. I mean, I shouldn't say elections, but win the presidency. I mean, electoral votes, California, New York, name some other states that are liberal. I mean, that right out of the gate is a check mark for the Democrats. So I'm for this constitutional republic to continue on the great experiment by our founding fathers and the ability for the truckers convoy to happen for you to be able to say what you want what you now look let's let's be honest it's doesn't mean that things are going to change but you you have the right to your opinion as we here demonstrate our right every day every time we do this show um that brings me to another thing in politics and that's the durham report Boy, there's been a collage, a collage of of things. You know, Donald Trump said, he goes, I'm being spied on. Dateline or 2020 or 60 Minutes, 60 Minutes, the gal there, that fucking bitch was sitting there. Going, you have no evidence of that. He goes, sure, I have evidence. He knew it. Another thing that Donald Trump said that everybody else sits there and goes, oh, he's full of shit. And it turns out that he was right. Turns out he was right. Spying on him, trying to connect to Russia. What's going to happen to the mass murderer, Hillary Clinton? What's going to happen to her? Nothing. Untouchable. She's as dirty a politician as there is in the history. Go look up people that have mysteriously died around Hillary Clinton and the Clinton family. Look it up. You'll be dumbfounded. I mean, you sit there and ask yourself if you know even an eighth of the people in your life that have died of the things that, you know, oh, bomb exploded. Oh, gosh, guy walking down the street just shot the guy out of the blue. Oh, it happens all the time with me, for God's sakes. So the Durham report is going is to gain some steam here. Uh, I think after the midterms, we're going to find that um, we're going to find, oh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that people have gotten smarter, but we're going to find that the uh, Republicans will take take back the House and the Senate, and there will be mass investigations. This time, it'll probably more than likely be based on truth. That's what I'm hoping. I don't always hold out that the Republicans are any different than the Democrats in a lot of cases, but I'm hoping there's enough of them there that will uh, squat. Liz Cheney, you are fucked. You know, you, you jump ship and you want to side with these freaking snakes. Well, guess what? You're going to get what you get. Uh, because it's going to show that that dirty, this is worse than Watergate. Worse than Watergate. Spying on a sitting president to create dirt. You know, that's, as Donald Trump said, in, other, in different times, these people would all be sent to a firing squad. So it'll be interesting to see how that, um, that plays out. Uh, bitch of the week. And I don't know if anybody else has asked this question. I mean, we were probably fortunate that they're not there. But for God's sakes, Kamala Harris, where the hell is she? Is she vice president? I mean, I think Mike Pence, I saw Mike Pence speaking at Stanford the other day. I've seen more of him than Kamala Harris. 
where did they put her in a room? There, there was a movie out, and I, I don't remember what the movie was. I, mean, I can't remember the name of it. In other words, it was improper English, but that's me. Um, it was about school teachers that couldn't teach. They were terrible, but they were being protected by the union. So what they would do with these school teachers that were just terrible, our public education, of course, this is what you get. You know, I'm sure there are other, other areas where these people are just terrible. You can't fire them. They would send them to this one school for a room. Every, every district maybe have it. And they would just sit in there all day, sit in there all day. And uh, that's where they would be, killing time, still getting paid, still getting paid their, their, their benefits and not doing anything. I think that's what's happening with Kamala Harris. Her title is vice president. What she really does, I don't know. I have no clue. But it's interesting that, uh, that we even refer to it. So here again is, this is your example. So this was the person you wanted as the first multiracial, because I, I don't even know if she's really black, but multiracial uh, woman. This is your example of somebody that you, you'd have been far better off. I'm going to tell you right now, you'd have been far better off, Biden would have, of naming Tulsi Gabbard. She'd be one that you could get behind and say, you know, I, even me personally as a, a conservative, I would say at least Tulsi Gabbard's got some sense to her. At least if Tulsi Gabbard had to become president of the United States because of the idiot there right now, Brandon, at least Tulsi Gabbard, I would feel somewhat protected and safe. But no, it's another woman that speaks the truth and the Democrats are really good at eating their own, as sometimes the, the, the Republicans are as well. Um, I don't have a movie. We've been watching, uh, Ozark. I don't know if you've watched that, uh, series. A legend doesn't watch it. Still watching Ozark. Uh, a lot of people die. A lot of people die. They got a crematorium as you got so much, so many people dying, but it's, it's, I'm getting to the end of it. And thankfully I'm, I'm ready for it to end, but I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, music. Don't have any music. Oh, music. I'm going to do this because legend isn't here. But there's a gentleman that I was turned on to by the young man about three months ago. You've got to check this guy out. His name's Cody Jinx. He's an outlaw country guy. He's in kind of in the kind of in the way of Merle Haggard type stuff. Uh, really been shining. Country music has turned into a uh, bubblegum show a lot, you know, with your bands that look like these guys they found in a boy band and then turned them into country. But Cody Jinx is an outlaw country singer out of uh, Dallas, Texas. Really got some some good good stuff out there. There's two songs I would tell you if you want to listen to him and get a kind of feel for him. He does a great um, Pink Floyd cover, Wish You Were Here. Great. Got a very, very good deep voice. Uh, the two songs, though, that I would say so you could get a feel for him um, is Must Be the Whiskey or Mama Song. Both those highly recommend. So that's my music today. There'll probably be some corrections. Uh, this is the professor for the legend. Balls Out Sports Talk is the show. And like always, tell a friend and uh, keep passing it on. Thanks for being here.